Welcome, welcome, Hold the Gravy listeners. My name is Hunter Romero. Thank you all again for listening here. Happy Mardi Gras to you. Happy 2023. It is a new season here on Hold the Gravy. Yes, that's right. It is Mardi Gras season down here in South Louisiana. The beautiful blue skies are out today. It's a little chilly, but it's warm in the sun. If you're around the area, make sure you catch a parade in probably a number of cities here on Mardi Gras weekend. We're approaching Fat Tuesday coming up in a couple of days, and we are so excited. I know I know Louisiana becomes such a special place to be in all, all different types of the year, but really... You know, this weekend is such a special time for for a lot of people, a lot for a lot of different reasons, you know. Carnival time is a personal favorite. So I definitely wanted to get on here and say what's up to my hold the gravy listeners and um let y'all know that I'm thinking about you. I got a lot of great stuff prepped for this spring here in in 2023. I'm very excited to bring this interview here to you here on Hold the Gravy podcast. I was able to sit down with Mr. Tim Metcalf and Ken Boudreaux for a quick hour um, this this past week. And, and man, I'm, it was really an honor to get to meet those guys and, and really kind of see where their story has taken them over the years. And they have a lot of family history in the restaurant industry down here in South Louisiana. Tim himself has now taken a few different successful restaurants to the top, and I can't wait for you to hear some details on his story. We're so excited to share... A lot of great things happening this spring, 2023, a new season of Hold the Gravy. So thank you, listeners. I'm excited to bring to you a lot more culture here. I'm excited to let you know about a couple of things we got going on at Delcom Seafood and Farmer's Market. We are celebrating our 10th anniversary on March 4th. And if you're out and about in the area, I highly suggest coming down, checking it out, it's our first one in a few months. Make sure you get down. Make sure you're really taking advantage of these days. And We just want to see you. We want to hear from you. Thank you for supporting Louisiana culture, Louisiana seafood, and of course, Hold the Gravy podcast. So ladies and gentlemen, I present to you an interview by Mr. Tim Metcalf and Ken Boudreaux. So when did the, the new location open, if you want to catch me up to speed? Uh... Two and a half weeks ago. So yeah. we're fresh. On a Monday. We're fresh. We're, we're out of the gate. We're out of the gate. And um, yeah. what about, I mean, did you mean to open it in February and in, in kind of springtime? We didn't even mean to open another Prejones. So I also have Dino's Pizza, in full disclosure. And uh, <clears throat> I, I, I don't stay still for long. So I'm, I'm looking... I just opened a Prejones. Let me, open, let me go open another Dino's maybe. I heard of a restaurant property... Uh, the uh, operators wanted to move. So we'd go down to Broussard, and I walk into this place. It was Traps, the old hook and boil. Right. I walk into it. I'm like, wow, this has got potential. I like the location. I like the building. It ain't a Dino's. I said, I'm going to have to open another Prejean. So <clears throat> see if we can make the deal work. We were able to land a deal with the operators and the property owners. Uh, and I tell Ken and I I think he had to sit down when I told Ken. Uh, he goes, man, we just opened this thing. Like, 
two years ago were just a, a, the right. Karen Crow. The right, Karen because Crow. the Karen Crow went through a transitional phase. It went phase. through a transition. A pretty so, yeah, big transition. Big transition. So Bob Gilbo founded it and ran it for 40 years. And it's, this is, in my opinion, he had the most iconic Cajun restaurant in the world. This thing's like 18,000 square feet. The, the kitchen in Karen Crow is bigger than the entire Broussard operation. Wow. So we took it over in the, Ken and I in the middle of COVID by this behemoth of a restaurant which everybody was running away from right <clears throat> so we buy it and uh we, you know we open it and 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 we get it going and it just it starts snowballing it just we, we're getting better help we're getting uh great uh reviews uh man we get busy and uh, we find this broussard property and i'm like man we can do this again we can we can replicate this so we did and it, it's been amazing i'm telling you what it's just uh the people uh, waiting an hour. I don't wait an hour for a table. I'm sorry. I'm not a waiting kind of guy. You could almost drive to the other location. And, oh, and, exactly. And I try and to tell them, they said, oh, there. it's so far. I'm like, it's less than an hour, you yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll get you a reservation. But, yeah. yeah so, so. so, I mean, so you said Bob Gilbo, <clears throat> Bob was, Gilbo. was a previous owner. And mm -hmm. I'm born and raised Lafayette, and, and I've right. lived in Karen Crow since I've been probably two years old. Okay. So I've seen and, and eaten at the... The original sort of Prejeans, at least my whole existing life. And right, then, right. And then, you know, my parents have probably eaten there generations before me and stuff. So it, but then it closed for a few years. No, no, it never closed. It, it never closed. It, it, it became a tourist trap. So people, local people, you just probably didn't even right. realize that it was open because uh, <clears throat> they got away from their core. The, they lost their, uh, James Graham, their chef that brought the greatness to Parisian has passed away. And each subsequent chef uh, did not as good of a job. Uh, Bob got old and didn't want to operate anymore. And his family members would operate. And I, I don't want to throw shade on anybody, but it just, it, it wasn't working. You know, not right. everybody's cut out for the restaurant business. Sure. Right. So and it, the maintaining it, it was of 40 plus years. I mean, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You have to maintain relevancy. You know, that's, that's hard. You have to have that excitement, not burn out. Exactly. Uh, so I guess my shot. memory yeah. of it being closed was when y'all were working, working during on. COVID. Yep, yep. We closed, and, and that was just briefly. We uh, we bought it in December, and we opened in February. So, so <clears throat> what happens in Louisiana in February? Yeah. Mardi Gras. I know. People get excited, and right behind that is Lent. Right. Seafood season, crawfish season. You gotta open then. You know exactly. You don't want to open in the middle of the slowest time of year. So such an iconic restaurant, right? For right, fresh right. Gulf seafood yes, to kind of yes, be served yeah. to you. And when you say fresh Gulf seafood, we—that's all we use. I'm telling you right now. You, anybody's welcome to come back into our coolers and freezers and see what we have. It's Louisiana products, man. It's Delcom. The shrimp are coming from Delcom. <clears throat> the crawfish just from right around the area. Uh, crab meat. It comes out of the Gulf and it's peeled in Doucan, Louisiana. You know, right. you don't get any more local than that. You exactly. Know, catfish, catfish is Louisiana catfish. It's not from Vietnam. It's not from Mississippi. It's a Louisiana catfish. And that's what people want, I think, around I, here. Well, yeah, that's what I when want. That's what I want to sell. Exactly. That's what I want to sell. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, a little bit, you know, trying to trying to not get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, Ken, your background before working with Tim was what? I was in the oil and gas business forever i've been self-employed since i got out of usl and uh tim and i were just great friends and and this opportunity came up and um it kind of went with it right right so 
you know, you, you own Dino's on Bertrand and then I think and, from and Kali Saloon, which I was trying to figure that, out when the year that, that became that's open. eight years, nine years, maybe 10. I don't know. Uh, so my son, I'm second generation operator. My dad's Dino. Right. All right. So I take over and my son's coming up, Greg, and he's just like, he wants to make a living in the restaurant business. And there's, my fits, in my opinion, big enough for two Dino. So we find this, uh, the old uh, Casa Ole location. Good friend right, of mine, Jody right. Ferguson owned it and, and we, we hunt together. So uh, he's like, hey man, uh, you wanna put a Dino's here? I'm like, well, let me think about it. <clears throat> I thought for about five minutes and I said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And, and uh, my son, you know, we set him up and he's, uh, we're, we're partners in it. Uh, I cast a pretty big shadow in the restaurant industry around town, so I, that's the, probably the property I go to the least to give him room sure. to, to do his thing, you know, where, right. where he's not walking in his dad's shadow, because I know what that's like. I'm second generation, so, right. and he does a fantastic, fantastic job with it, you know, so we push each other. Hey, look at my numbers this week, you know, I'm doing, <laughs> this is my new pizza, what do you think of, you know, yeah. So and then the original Dino's opened in? 1971. Wow. Wow, so that's been in that location oh, for 50, 52 years, man. 52. One, and, and, you know, I get the same uh, thing every time I go. I get the same memories every time I walk in that building. I mean, that place yeah. right there is a Lafayette, Louisiana staple. It and is, man. I, I grew up. I, my heart, I spend more time there. My heart's there. I grew up. I literally grew up in that restaurant. So. And your dad brought, well, your dad being Dino, he brought maybe some of these recipes over from the West Coast. West Coast. Right? He was a California pizza. He was in Santa Barbara, California. Yeah. Yeah. And he, was, and he was cooking with, you know, I, I, I'm confused on maybe when uh, the, the crab pizza and the shrimp okay. pizzas all, and All those came about. Came so he was, he was a pizzeria. It right. was pizzas, draft beer, salad, just a, a simple pizzeria open, open at nights. Open at 5 o'clock. Close at midnight on the weekdays, five o'clock to two a.m. on the weekends. I worked those shifts; they were horrible. Uh, pizzas, That's when people are hungry. Yeah, I guess. Hey, but but yeah, two o'clock in the morning, you said you know you're trying to chase girls and, and you're the boo boos on the, you know the after hour bars. Right. So, <laughs> in, anyway, he just he, it was pepperoni and mushrooms and I, it was just a standard right pizzeria pizza. So the '80s hit, boom, and uh, <clears throat> him and I were both serving on, on Louisiana. Uh, restaurant association board state and i'm talking to guys like how is that man it's horrible in lafayette man there's just no business we're just struggling i pretty much laid off my whole crew and me and the wife are just grinding away and you know we started lunch we're doing some sandwiches we're trying to change things up and then and one guy and i man i i should remember his name and i can't he was running the landing for uh ken uh ken gilbo he goes man why don't you take some of that local food and try and put it on a pizza like, but nobody's doing that. He goes, exactly. Exactly. And then we started. We started the first one. <clears throat> the very first foray was crawfish a la Dino. There you like go. Like a crawfish etouffee on a pizza. And it flopped for the first year. What? I started marketing. I went to every fair, every festival, everywhere. People didn't want to try it. They were scared to death of it. Didn't know. No. Pizza's supposed to be pepperoni. Right, right. Right? And started putting pizza it in Pizza purists. And if I couldn't, yeah. If I couldn't sell it, I'd give it away. Wow. And it hit. And then I just, the next year I did seven sensational summer specials and then the crab meat. And I did one with oysters and I just got crazy. Boudin, we just, we just blew it up. 
How difficult, I guess, compared to now, was it to get uh, fresh seafood back then to, to sort of cook into it, the restaurant? It really wasn't so bad. You know, uh, they always had a, you know, I, I could drive to Delcom and pick it up. Right. You know, we were peeling a lot of our own shrimp. Now we get them all peeled for us. Uh, crab meat was available. Heck, I had a black and red fish piece, so we could do, we could do the red Ooh, fish thing. Man. You know? And uh, now we don't do it because it's all, it's farm, in the it's all farm bread fish. Yeah, that's a farm bread from Texas. It's just not as good, you know. Uh, but it, it, was, it really wasn't that bad. And it was much more, much more affordable, right? So, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, Dino himself came down and sort of, you know, like you said, you and your son were, were working on a business together. You and your dad also absolutely. were sort of working on Side that business sides. together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's, uh, that's an impressive story and, and such a success story. I know that one specific name is is something that that holds uh a lot of families dear dear and near to their heart you know we appreciate it and then mine especially and and uh i know my grandfather still says the best chicken wings come from dino's so it's, <laughs> it's we, we uh, try to we try to do it right if we're gonna it, do it and everybody's same, got their favorite dish. Same, right same philosophy appraisals i'm just saying i put something on the menu for sake of putting it on there it's gotta it's gotta be good right it's gotta right be good well, that's, I mean, that's, that's, I think, caught up to our history and, and what we have here in, in Lafayette, Louisiana today. And, I mean, what, what are you seeing, I think, in the difference of uh, maybe the restaurant industry in the last uh, 10 or so years? Ten, you know, seven years, no, three years ago, I could look my crew in the eye and say, I've seen it all. Okay, I, 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 it's always been hard. Labor's always been a, a, a challenge. Uh, food costs are pretty good. The uh, growth had kind of changed. Sunday lunches used to be everybody went to Mama's when I was really young, and Sunday lunch we didn't even open Sunday lunches. They were horrible. That was one of our busiest shifts. Just the, the time people eat, and then all of a sudden, 19, this thing called COVID comes around. <clears throat> they just kicked me right in the teeth. So didn't, who was prepared for that? So everybody's nervous. We don't know what we're gonna do. Government's talking about shutting us down. They shut down our dining room, but they leave a crack in the door, just a crack, and they say, hey, they sent out an email. You restaurants can now sell your products in a grocery store. Okay. I remember this. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I called uh, Blaine with uh, News. I said, hey, man, uh, would you mind selling my, my pre-baked, bake, taking baked pizzas in your grocery store? And he's busy. He goes, man, I'm kind of busy. I'm like, hey, a favor. He goes, I'll, for you, I'll do it. We dropped off 100 pizzas the first Friday, and we're out in two hours. Oh, yeah. It just, it took off. With social media, the help of social media, so we could, we could market it. And Blaine's got, man, I got three stores, so we started doing all his stores. So, you know, we're, we're, we think we're onto something. So I called Mark Abear and Henderson, I'm like, Mark, can you do your boy a favor? He goes, ah, oh, man, I don't think I'm going to sell him. I didn't tell him what Blaine was doing. He goes, but I'll tell you, for you, I will. But I'm pulling favors from these guys. <laughs> and I'm leaving a lot of meat on the bone. I, I want good placement. I want them. I want, don't want to ruin our relationship. So sure. they're making more money than they are, like a frozen pizza. I'm keeping my crew alive. We're cash flowing a little bit. So I, I said, come on, Mark. He goes, okay, bring me 50. I said, okay. I bring him 50. I sit in this parking lot. I tag him. Tagged the grocery store. I said, uh, you know, pizza's now available at, at A. Bears in Henderson. I said, I'll see you tomorrow, Mark. He goes, uh, probably not, but okay. <laughs> I don't get back to the Ambassador Caffrey exit. And he goes, 
you have to, you have to bring me more now. He goes, <laughs> turn around. He goes, turn around. He goes, I said, man, I got to go make more. So it, it just lit up. So we had at one point, we had 23 grocery stores that were selling our pizzas and our ranch dressing. We were selling them in, in, in Erath. And, uh, I got mine in Sunset at John Easton. Okay, John Easton. We're going up north too. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that was like I walked into that store maybe once during COVID, and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh my God, Dino's is selling to go." And then I guess we got back to normal life. Well, no, I I think I was a victim of my own success. Yeah, I'm not a huge big government guy, right? So I had 23 grocery stores and 23 on standby, and uh, I get I get a cease and desist letter from Department of Agriculture. I'm like, why? Why why can't I do this now? Like, well, you know, it may not be safe. I'm like, wait, my kitchen's inspected. I mean. Right. Nobody's not one complaint. We're not getting sick. You know, we're in reefer truck. Everything. Yeah, but we're not inspecting while you're making the product. I'm like, oh, okay, but you inspect. You don't inspect when you make my product. And I sell taking bakes out of the, the the restaurant. So you know, I guess the shipping is only issue, and I can verify they're they're handled properly. Because no, man, you just you just got to stop. So, uh, man, we did, we did. So, well, I I know that the to go side of at least Dino's Bertrand is. It's steadily rolling. It's rolling. It's rolling. It's South, like, South actually has a larger to-go side. Than okay. Me. Okay. So for whatever reason, demographics, whatever reason. So oh, that's interesting. I mean, I'm a uh, big pizza fan. Big yeah, pizza man. fan. And I, I follow saw, a lot of, uh, you know, national pizza sort of goers and people that, that maybe judge pizza, talk about who's right. making this, where, right, you know, right. East Coast versus this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Detroit always, style, Chicago, New exactly. York, West and Coast. I've always said, you know, come down to Dino's. And, you know, nobody knows me, but I would no, love no, to no. say it on no, Instagram or, or Facebook yeah, and say, yeah. look, come to Dino's, try the cheese, tell me what you think. You know, right, I, I really right. want to see how this yeah, holds we're trying up. To, we're trying to get, who is it, the barstool guy that does the cheese? Exactly, exactly. We, I know one people bite. that know, yeah, yeah. I wanted to, try I wanted I wanted to buy yeah. one during COVID and send it to his, his apartment because he was trying all the frozen pizzas. Right, 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 right. It didn't make it to my kitchen without me uh, oh, okay. eating it well, myself. Well, I appreciate the, the thought. The thought that matters, right? Maybe maybe sometime soon we can yeah. we can get him down here. He came to uh, he came to New Orleans and he did some in New Orleans. Yeah, and I think he they did got some Fat Boys or one of them over there. Yeah, what, they got uh, he did Mid City Pizza, which was okay. which was uh, a good friend of mine's restaurant. Yeah, um, they do a good product. They do a good. But product. they recently closed and and uh, they're you know pizza's surprisingly the most simple thing and and almost like you were saying you you put some gourmet stuff on it. You put a lot of Louisiana love yeah. into a pizza right. and people. Maybe in the eighties were like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm a pizza purist. You right? Know? Yeah, yeah. Not, not even purist. They were just afraid of. Right. You know, people weren't adventurous right. in their eating back right. in those days. It's just like meat and rice and gravy. Uh, you know, I grew up. My dad was a potato farmer, so we ate meat and potatoes. Moved down here, and the only time we had rice in California was for like dessert. That's know? interesting. So, yeah. No, and I feel like now, like yeah. chefs in the in the restaurant industry are constantly coming out with new dishes and constantly oh, pushing oh yeah. the new limits products, and new saying, dishes and, and just the different uh textures and flavors and, and spices and yeah no, i don't for know sure. if it's just the the way the sort of world works and you got to keep their attention span a little uh, bit i think so more, you, have to have, but, you have to have build a better demonstration you have to have something new that nobody else has for a little brief because it's not like music there's no copyrights right so if i come right. up with something man a guy down the street's gonna do it you know and, right and it, you know what whatever i just need to do it better so i'm not sure i'm a big fan of copyrights because just because i originated something doesn't mean i hold the rights to it sure but if i do it better than you that's the, it keeps you sharper right it, you know 
Yeah, think of the boonet yeah. ball movement or right, the, right. Or the, the yeah. cheese they keep, they keep, integration. They keep getting you know? better, yeah. Yeah, what size, how much coating, what the jack cheese genius in the right. middle, right? Right, and then everybody yeah. on that same exit was like, oh, well, we should put cheese boudin. into our boudin, too. Right, yeah. right, right. So I, I'm, I'm a bit of a boudin purist myself, so I don't know about, uh, I don't know about the cheese always. I'm never, never a go-to on there. But, yeah. Yeah. well, I, I, you know, I got a couple things that I was thinking of, at least today, and, and uh, you know, we touched on quite a few. But, uh, you, you know, you, you keep company with, with some pretty – um, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a room full of animal heads. I'm, I'm <laughs> that, you know, I've never, I've never seen this many in a room before, right. but, right. and then I, I've seen some, some pictures <clears throat> on your Instagram. You're, you're hanging out with uh, Dustin Portier. You're mm-hmm. hanging out with Theo Vaughn, you know, you're good friends. Good you're friends. doing yeah. some, some nonprofit work with them and maybe right, right, some right. philanthropy projects. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, the, the Thanksgiving drive that y'all did last year at Prejean's that was, y'all were giving out hams right yeah we're doing a ham dinner we gave it out the wednesday before something they could take home right so everybody gives out food that they can eat right away but we wanted uh be a little different so you got a nice spiral cut ham you have green beans you got bread rolls you got sweet potatoes go home we give you a pan to bake it all in go home with so many grandmothers so right. many grandmothers like i didn't know what i was gonna cook for my grandkids i didn't know what i was gonna cook for my kids that'll bring tears to your eyes you know i, I saw theo he's speaking of him Dustin was on the other side. We were in two lanes. Theo's, I turned one time. I'm like, you're crying like a baby, aren't you? He goes, yep. I said, me too. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Man. It is. It he, is, man. You he get, talked get about it. He, 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 he talked did about it. podcast. He talked about it. He gave us a shout out. We did it at Prejean's. We learned. The first year was a little uh, interesting. So right. the, the, first, uh, <laughs> the first person on the lot was like, we weren't going to give him away till 9 a.m., right? Right. We had people on the lot at four o'clock in the morning. It was waiting. Waiting. By six, it got a little, there was no organization because we weren't, we weren't even set up. So people were like, right. hey, man, you cut me off. And they were, you know, there were some words and oh, some stuff man. going on. And I'm like, hey, hey, look, we got, we got 500 guys. Everybody's got, I promise yeah, you. Everybody in this parking lot get, right now. You're good. You're good. You're good. You don't worry. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that's amazing, man. And I mean, you know, constantly giving back to the community, I think, is something yeah. that. No, yeah. We, we and Dustin gave, uh, and Joe Lee, I mean, the Good Fight Foundation. Yesterday, we went to women's and children's and uh, car seats. I mean, I, I've been out of the baby business for 40-something years. I didn't know you, if you didn't have a car seat, you can't bring your infant home, right? It's a state law. So yeah, they're not I, riding I was, on your lap no, on the way home no, from the hospital right? anymore. No, not it's, anymore. Not, it's not happening. You know, and uh, so there's some people that it, 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 the whole situation of having a baby or your economics, you know, you might be both not working for a little while and all of a sudden you've got to get an expensive car seat and you don't. So we give the hospital for those that can't afford. And we did that last year as well. That, that was pretty cool. But the, what really touched my heart, there was this um, thing called Mama Roo, I think it is. So it's a system that rocks the babies. It's kind of expensive. So I'm asking the hospital, like, why do, you, why do you guys want these things? They have so many babies born from mothers on drugs. There's two ways to detox that baby. Pump more drugs in his system, her system, their system, or motion. And they don't have nurses that can rock that baby, emulate a mother cooing their baby, you know, rocking it. And this machine does that. But they're really expensive, and the hospital board won't buy them for them. So... I got tears in my eyes yesterday when, when 
the nurse is crying, telling me, like, thank you so much. These, we're not going to have to pump these drugs into these babies. We're going to be able to. Those, those are the things we, that we really try to get aboard, you know. Yeah. So, so the foundation we work with the, with the Poirier, the Good Fight Foundation, 100% of the money we make, 100% goes and buys the stuff, and we do all the footwork, and we just, we just do it for free. So it's one of those charities you can get behind, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's true community charity. It's in, true in the, community charity. In now. that definition, right. you know. Right. And, I mean, that's, I commend you all, and I know, um, I know with, with a, a Lafayette local like Dustin, with, with somebody's success that he's getting, and, and I think him bringing it back to the community, working oh, with no. guys like yourself, I mean, right. the success maybe from your restaurant, Theo Vaughn's success from, from his comedy. I mean, there's right. just everybody's coming back and sort Community of bringing genius. They, they both love Louisiana. They both love Louisiana and want to bring, you know, their fortune back to Louisiana and, and pass it back down and pay it, you know. They, got, they both got paid forward, like, Dustin turned from uh, <clears throat> amateur to pro fighter, and, and some some sponsors helped him out, and uh, never asked for anything back. But he's giving back, right? So, right. And, and I think right. uh, I think Theo as well. You know, uh, he did, was given some opportunities, and uh, he you know he's paying it back. So that's amazing. Uh, and I mean, yeah, you definitely again you keep good company around you. You had a Super you, Bowl party. Uh, I saw CC uh, Adcock was here. CC was here. He, yeah. he was posting a picture of the the gator y'all had on the, the barbecue right, pit. Right. But, with some of that that sauce there the, that the you would Poirier just tell sauce, me the about. The hot sauce. Oh yeah, we marinated. We did a we did a cochon de lait. We did a whole pig. We did a whole alligator. CC had a great story. He was uh, he he was just did the uh, uh, Roadhouse right the remake. Yeah, out in uh, and, Dominican. Yeah, and, and Dustin called it Royd House because Conor McGregor had a had a, had a part in it, and I, I think CC and Conor had a few words. Conor was being a little cocky on the set, and CC said, "Yeah, well my." Boy from Lafayette sure whooped you up last time and he didn't take it real lightly so hopefully somebody has some behind the scenes video on that cc claims cc claimed it's out there i haven't seen it yet but yeah i'm hoping to yeah man i, I heard about that in the fall and uh curly taylor was out there curly taylor him. was there yeah he yeah, was right he was yeah. doing some some roles and in the curly movie. might have the video so you might have to uh, oh there you go yeah. all right all right that's good man that's good stuff and i think uh i think just that that Lafayette sort of, you know, that oh, attitude absolutely. towards you. And everybody absolutely, everybody man. goes out and sort of spreads it all over the world and, and whatever you're doing, food, music, you know. And um, I think it's great, man. I, I really, I try to at least provide some kind of cloud or some kind of channel with, with at least what I'm doing, you know, with Hold the Gravy or, or any of my other film projects or music festivals that, right. that I'm working right. with. But um, I think just just really spreading webs man that's it and, it's true and, and it's i true. think maybe your success with the original dinos and then moving to dinos too and then kind of collaborating from there to the prejean's world maybe explain that a little bit how did besides maybe just a business venture how did uh, how did that work you know i again we talk about me not wanting to get burnt out you know and, and the pizza business i look at it as a big challenge we're doing really well in the pizza restaurants so a couple a couple of things the challenge of of getting Prejean's back to where it was and not wanting to see Prejean's go away I mean all the big ones went away Mulots Randalls they're all they, they've gone right. so where's the big Cajun restaurant in this part of the world you know and it it uh you know I thought so much not just just for me but for the area you know keep keep Prejean's sure. alive you know it's, sure. it's part of the you know we we didn't tear down the bandstand look truthfully with musicians, you're you're in the business, right? 
but restaurants can do better if they take that out because people stay longer. If you have a band, you got to pay the band. But you know what? We kept the band stand. We're doing music a few nights a week because if you're going to be a Cajun restaurant, you have to embrace the whole Cajun culture, right? Of course. All has to, we all have to work together, right, to make this place unique because it is. It's, it's, I could live anywhere I want in the United States. I choose to live here because of its uniqueness, you know. And you don't, it doesn't change. You don't get a lot of people. I've, I've seen cities where people will migrate in and that city's whole personality changes, right? Right. They're not changing Cajun culture. I don't We're think that could strong. happen here. It can't yeah. happen. It can't happen. I, just, I mean, even no. if there was some kind of you there, know, There's nothing problem. better, so how could it happen, right? Because they come here and they're like, man, I like to do, oh, wait, hold my beer. This is, this is better yeah. than what I know, right? So, yeah, you embrace it. You embrace it. The, 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 uh, the friendship we have here, just people, neighbors talking to each other. We get along so good. I don't, I don't, I'm a huge proponent of Lafayette, Louisiana, I tell you. That's amazing, uh, man. I mean, and you have to be. I think you have to be to own value into your restaurant and to own oh, sure. own you know the culture that comes with it and yeah right. you could maybe fit three or four more restaurant tables if you take out the band stage but what about you know what about all those musicians that have yeah. come here for that that it, sunday it, it, when, when the music or, dies what that's just the beginning the domino effect when the music dies the culture starts to go away the food go, what, what's next you know and then next thing you know we, you know you got a mcdonald's on every corner and 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 uh mariah carey on the radio that's all you got you know and, and that's not Right. That's not Lafayette, Louisiana. I know the oh. French. The French music is already sort of suffering over over the the decades, unfortunately. And, and I think Absolutely. a lot of the younger, the younger generations aren't aren't um, maybe learning it as as much as. And not, I, I'm I'm young too. I feel like a lot of my colleagues and stuff don't don't maybe find appreciation in it right. the way I still do or turn on K-Ball just no, just because. It's definitely and, a niche. It's definitely a niche, but but. Everyone saw it. It looks like there's a resurgence. It's kind of an ebb and a flow, I think, from what I see. Uh, but there's still so many tourism numbers, I think, that are coming to Prejeans. It and, is. And it is. coming to Lafayette, Louisiana for Festival there, there, International. There is. There is. And, and, you know, we don't, we don't chase the tourists anymore. We don't chase them. That's uh, business philosophy Ken and I came up with. Bob chased them really hard. And when COVID happened tourism stopped you, you live and die by the sword right so we want a place that locals can hang out but when i say that with locals we're cages we, our door is always open to guests right so you, you tourists you can come in we're just going to pass a good time but i'm not i wanted to get away from that tourist trap they sure you know? yeah so it's it's local this is what locals eat this is how locals Behavior. Exactly. This is what, yeah. This is uh, what locals could cook too. Correct. It's almost yeah, like you know exactly. you want it's a crawfish a lo local hospitality, and, and sometimes you know again it's locals first, so they'll call us sometimes like Ben Berthelot, and you know um, they'll call us like, hey, can we get a can we get a bus in on Saturday? Nah, bro, my locals are here. I'm sorry, but you can do it. Uh, you know, Tuesday evening we can make it happen. Or, right. Yeah, we'll work around you. Right. So yeah. Well, that's interesting, and I mean, being a Lafayette business owner is 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 culture sort of in your top thoughts like when oh, you're when you're making decisions absolutely, absolutely your business decisions, how you how you market social media uh the food the food itself the choices you know you can't have bland food it, it has to be spicy so you see so recipe development uh from training the staff to to how you market on social media it's all based on lafayette louisiana acadiana culture yeah. It really is. I mean, I'd like to think sometimes, you know, there's going to be somebody, I think, that 
comes in here to this place and sees this place and maybe takes the culture with them to another level or takes and maybe maybe it doesn't happen just overnight maybe it is all these these different figures that are from louisiana and from south louisiana that now have a platform yeah i think i think it'll be a team right it won't be one guy it won't be one guy you know i'd I'd like to pass it on to my son and maybe he's part of that team you know I'm, i'm 60 so I'll be around a while longer. I'm going nowhere. I'm in good shape. But, you know, at some point, you're going to start coasting and, and not be as hungry. Sure. But, but right now, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. So, no, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and Ken, I mean, anything, anything you're seeing on the boots on the ground, you know, people coming in, maybe something they came to Prejean's 25 years ago or something, and now they're back and anything? Oh, I get that all the time. Uh, I'm surprised that people the men that walk in with like their son and daughter and say i've been coming here since i was this 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 guy's age and that always kind of surprised me they move away to austin or, or dallas or wherever and and come in and and uh excited to be back you know right. and, and want some of that you know tradition that they that they got when they were young it's really cool um it's uh it's uh it's, it's been it's been a fun couple of years for sure yeah, I mean, even even me going, you know, down the road to eat some dinner or, or whatever, have a, have a beer with my parents. Yeah. I remember there used to be a staircase mm-hmm. that sort of went to the lower level bar. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And right. it was just kind of like barn doors right there. And they're like, right. no, 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 kids, you know, go color on the menu over there or whatever. Right. And then right. now that's gone. It's just kind of like a new new space. And it, it's a it's a fresh look. We, we you did know? A, a more family friendly restaurant. More open, you know. My background in, in the pizza business were very family friendly, and I don't think the bar is anything you need to be ashamed of. So, <laughs> so we walked in, you know, true story. We walked into Prejean's to buy it, and most of my due diligence was done. Like, how bad have they tarnished the name? Uh, I didn't look at I didn't look at their books because everybody in the restaurant business knows what everybody else is doing or what they're capable or what they have done, right? And Bob, Bob was very vocal about how much money he was making in the heyday. So I looked at, you know, the, the price of the property, because the property came with it, how was their reputation, the name, and what we could do to bring it to that next level. But we walk in to, to inspect the building, and, and we walk around the hostess area and walk into the bar that was still kind of closed off. And, and it was, there, there were black lights and mirrors everywhere. And, and I'm turning around, Bob goes, what are you looking for? I said, I'm looking for the stage for the stripper pole, because this is... <laughs> A little lounge, a little yeah, lounge in the it corner. Was, it was it was very <laughs> dated, uh, and uh, so yeah, I said, man, first thing we got to blow this thing open and uh, make it just a big dance hall type, you know, cage. Everybody wants to see everybody. You got yeah. to, you, you want to see. Hey, there's there's you know there's Steve, my neighbor. There's right. there's Mary I went to school with. So open it up, man. Right. Open it up. Nothing to be ashamed about, and let everybody have a good time. So. That's great. I mean, it's a creative layout. You know, you have to be creative with the way you're, you're planning a restaurant. I right, think, right, right. You know, so, I, I know there was a little bit of construction done of the original Dino's back in the day with the, the ghost side. Oh, or Oh, yeah. we still, It started, <laughs> that was like a jigsaw puzzle. We started like a third of that building. And right. And we just slowly took it over. Then we bought it and we moved into it slowly. And we had a bike browser that had a gun shop next to us. And uh, there was, there was... Uh, a tanning studio in the back and yeah we ended up taking the whole thing over it's like a jigsaw puzzle so. wow 
Well, that makes sense. I mean, when you close the doors and you're like, all right, here's the here's the party room. They got a, a group of 25 coming in, you know. Right, right. Yeah, the multiple dining rooms help. We have it at all of the properties except Broussard, and we're trying to see how we fix that right, problem. So we right. can have, you know, big parties. A lot of restaurants don't even take big tables, big parties anymore, and we do a, right. we do a really good job with it. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's again, it's just... It's nostalgic to me. I mean, to go eat there for, for pretty much every cousin's birthday, you know, your, your aunt's whatever. Right, right, yeah. You, you graduated or this, this and that. But, and not to mention, I'm always, every time I go to Dino's, the original, I feel like I see a new um, historical poster on the wall that I've, because I'm, I'm in the design, I'm into, you know, okay. all the Jazz Fest vo- uh, posters, all right. the Crawfish Fest posters. The collection you have in that restaurant alone is mighty impressive. It I is. Mean, my, my, my dad was the poster guy. He, he, he collected all those posters over the years. So uh, I mean, it's next yeah. level. I've never yeah, seen it's, it's historical. Yeah, probably, probably 90% of them in there. I've never seen them before. Right. I mean, They're all, you know, once he filled up, I was like, Dad, you got to quit buying them. You got to quit buying them. No, 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 Dad. You got to quit buying them. I know. But, How but historical, just, though, now. Yeah, no. So now, now they're, like, really cool. Some of those, you know, are 40 years old. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, they probably just don't exist anymore. We might, we might have the last ones, you know. Exactly. And they have all the festivals from the area, all yeah. the festivals. Crowley so, Rice, Rice Festival. Festival. That's, that's what got Dad here with the Crowley Rice. So living in California, he hugely successful, you know, Cal, Santa Barbara, California. It, it's like the weather's amazing there. <laughs> yeah. In those days, there was no paparazzi. So movie stars just walk into his little pizzeria. Steve McQueen. You know who Steve McQueen is? I'm not. I'm not ringing a bell he's, on that. He's one. like the coolest guy ever, ever. Taught me how to play pool. Research Steve McQueen. Some I of your listeners will know. I will. I know. Uh, I don't have my uh, my go-to help yeah, right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. So so Elizabeth Tate. All these people would come in. So I had a pretty good childhood. But long story short, I was the youngest of four, and the uh, hippies movement was going on in California, and, and my siblings were kind of moving. Gener- you know gravitating towards that and my dad being a Korean War veteran saw how the Vietnamese war veterans were treated he's like nah man I'm out of here so he had uh, Joe Foffy Geelan Foffy working for him at one of his he had a couple restaurants in California and Foffy's dad was one of the Geelans from Crowley his dad was the mayor he said well come come visit come come stay with us and Crowley's too small right so he stayed in Lafayette for the Rice Festival. And he came over and, and hung out at the Rice Festival, got treated like a king. He goes, yeah, I think we're just going to move here and, and uh, open a restaurant. So he sold the one in California, put us in a station wagon. We drove across country for like four weeks, just went to almost every state, popped down to Louisiana. He had the restaurant open already. He opened it, flew back to Lafayette, or to Santa Barbara, and drove us to Lafayette. So. Wow. I mean, yeah. That's that's a true American story. I right, feel like. right, yeah. So, so, so opening what, restaurants, what jumping decision. into restaurants, you know, without a lot of thought, it, it's a family tradition, I guess I could say. It so, is, yeah. man, it yeah. is. And I mean, does that mean that you're looking towards other parts of the country to open up certain restaurants? We talk about it, you know. Uh, <clears throat> Prejean's website traffic, 30% comes from Dallas. Dallas, Texas is screaming. Yeah, for a, for a pre-show. screaming for something it. authentic. I mean, yeah, I was, no, for sure. That, that's that's the challenge is to get the Louisiana seafood, the Buddha, the sausages. You'd have to bring because everybody does. There's Cajun restaurants 
but you ain't cooking Cajun if you ain't yeah. got you ain't got Cajun, right? You, you gotta you have the name have, with you. Gotta have the name with you. And you, you can't take a Hillshire Farm sausage and make gumbo, and it, it, no. it's not gonna work. Yeah. it's just not. You gotta get some Andouille, you know. That is the, that's the main issue I think with a lot of uh, restaurants around the country that may have a Cajun sandwich or a po' boy on their menu. Right. But you're right; they don't have a, not, the right not, kind not of specialty you know, meat, yeah. you know. In that or, or it's a you know uh, imported shrimp. It's just not it's not yeah. gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's not the same. So I mean that 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 brings us back to just core ingredients and fresh Gulf right. seafood. Right. And I think uh, your restaurants paying paying mind to that and really just really focusing on that. That's what no, your main focus ab- ab- is. Absolutely. And then absolutely. your chef can come in and, and do what he, do, he, he or does. He or she does. does. We, you we, know? we bring in fresh gulf shrimp fish, you know, on a weekly basis and, and turn it over to Adam. And he creates amazing dishes with it. But uh, it's always, you know, it's Louisiana. If not, I mean, sometimes we have to get like gulf products. Right. Uh, if we can't get Louisiana, but it's never from offshore waters, never ever. We just, right. I'll just run out. I'll just run out before. So, yeah. That's uh, that's. I mean, that keeps the fishermen in business. That definitely keeps. It, it does. You know, you circulate the money, um, but you know, I'm not. You know, and I tell my staff like, why are we, Prejean simply Cajun? So, well, first of all, we are, and we want to, you know, we want to be Cajun. But second of all, we're not married to. We're not an oyster bar, so we're not married to oysters. You know, I'm not a steakhouse. I'm not married to steaks. So if a product becomes comes in the back door, and we're like, hmm, that you know, it just doesn't feed, meet our standards. Right. We can reject that product and say, hey guys, we're out of oysters tonight, but look at the shrimp we got. You know, look at the crawfish etouffee we have. We, we're able to to pivot. It keeps us in a position to pivot with a uh, with a uh, supply chain issues and prices. Things get sideways. We're like, hey man, dude, look at this. Look at this stuffed pork chop. You know, we can we can put some value added items on there. Yeah. Uh, that are Cajun, that, that Cajuns eat. You know, we, we, we don't eat crab meat every night. We don't eat char-grilled oysters every night. We exactly. Eat, yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. I mean, right. good, good diversity on the lineup. For sure. And, For sure. And if, you know, if you don't, if you go into Prejean, you're like, well, I really wanted some oysters, you know, well, you might yeah. have to come back. So. Yeah. You might have to come back. And, and you know, the oysters that came in my back door, you didn't You're not going to want them. They don't want Because either they were too expensive and I, and I didn't want you looking at me sideways, right? Or they just didn't look good. And if I'm not going to eat them, I'm not going to sell them. So. I think a restaurant goer and, a, and a, the owner of a restaurant, you, you really form some kind of trust, uh, some kind of bond you there. Right. And, you should. Hey, yeah. guys, look, sorry tonight. We can't, we can't serve this. And, right. And, yeah. and then Ken, Ken's the, he's the table touch. He's, he's the... Uh, unofficial mayor of of karen crew everybody knows ken right That's true so, yeah and uh so he you know they might look at metcalf and say oh he's kind of a bullshitter but i don't know if i can say that. i don't know really, <laughs> but i did but but they look at ken like oh yeah that's ken he's he won't he, he wouldn't lead us astray so yeah he's a straight up guy he's over yeah. there not saying too much though i mean i know right. again he's he's the guy that keeps keeps things running he's boots on the ground there um now are you going to be splitting your time between Karen Crow and Broussard location now? Tim and I would take turns uh, over there. Uh, we've kind of worked out a, a schedule that's working for both of us right now. Nice. Now we'll have, uh, I mean, in a, in a, in a world of, uh, you know, 2023 we live in, everybody's got very quick attention spans. They're, they're rolling on social media. You know, how do you stay, how do you stay relevant in maybe such a, a smaller part of the world that maybe uh, old Older people come and, and in, 
invite themselves to go and try new dishes or something, but do you see a group of young people coming out to eat? Do you try to go it, after them on it's, Instagram? It, it's, or? it's diverse. It, it, uh, we, we market to all demographics, but relevancy, it, it, you know, it begins at the front door and, and works its way into the kitchen. <clears throat> so I travel a lot, uh, and I bring things back. We just brought in the, uh, we were talking to you about, I showed you a picture, the, the vampire-style tacos. Right. These, these are Louisiana shrimp tacos. Uh, I gotta try them. They're life changing, man. It, it, With the just, sauce too. I yeah, see, yeah, I yeah. See we, the you get the, the poirier sauce. So, so you know, we bring in new items, products, twist things up a little bit, reinvent it somewhat. You know, relevancy changing your marketing. So, we understand Facebook is on its way down, perhaps, and IG is where the next generation is. So we're kind of moving to that. I, I refuse to go into TikTok. That's just not my. Yeah, I don't know how much no. restaurant marketing is happening on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, I just there's a lot of like cooking videos right, and a lot right. of things. And and I guess that's where I was going yeah. with the question is yeah. like, how creative are you getting with with content and making we, we're, making it? We're known, somewhat creative, you know? and we're about to we're about to kick it up a notch. Nice. So, so yeah, we're about to put out some videos. Um, we we just shot. In fact, when we cooked that whole gator, we you know the catering division, we want we want to do catering parties that or just blow your mind, right? right? We don't want to just, you show up to it, yeah, food's pretty good, yeah. No, we want to be the, the star. You might forget who got married, the food's gonna be so good. That's yeah. what I want, you know? Just to blow your mind, you're gonna like, oh my God, that food was so good. Who got married? Uh, Sarah's, Sarah's kids, I don't remember, but man, that food was good, you know? So that's, that's what our goal is, a challenge to, to, to be the best. And we have a team. It's not Tim Metcalf, it's not Kim Boudreau, it's not Greg Metcalf. It's our team. Everybody works together. There's people from Karen Crow working in Bruce Ord, and they, they talk to the people at Dino's, and, and you know, and, and everybody shares knowledge. Everybody shares, hey, I got a problem. Hey, I'm sure dishwasher. We work together, and then there's competition on top of that. Some good friendly competition, like, hey, my numbers are better. We kicked your butt on Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah, so. It sounds like yeah. a great restaurant community, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great community, great uh, work environment. Right? Sure. Yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're a sad sack and you just got a lot of problems and, and you bring them to work every day, we're probably going to, you know, reassign you to sell jeans at the mall or something, you know, because yeah. you're not cut out for the restaurant business. You have, to, you have to be that. People are not coming there. They're for, coming there to forget about their problem. They don't want to hear about yours. Right. So. No, uh, you got to maintain professionalism. Professionalism. And, and, yeah. You're bartender. You got to listen to everybody's problems. Right. And, you know, they're crying your shoulder and you're like, and yeah, you, you know, you're in your star of the hospitality exactly. business, right, you know, right. you know, and then, then by the time they leave, they forgot about their problem because they, they unloaded them and they've had some great food and uh, their smiles, you know, they're smiling. Well, man, that's that's amazing to hear. And I, I really can't wait to go back to uh, Dino's and give me my shrimp pasta salad with my uh, small little pepperoni on the side. And, there you go. Or uh, or the Aladino, the shrimp Aladino. Shrimp Aladino, yeah. Y'all did have one uh, recently, I, and again, you always chasing the monthly pizzas for right, me. Right, right, right. It was uh, with the Gouda cheese and the blackened shrimp. Blackened shrimp. That's every November. Man, every November. Man, yeah, we used to, we we used to do talk we used to about do that smoke, one. We did, uh, yeah, we used to do it smoke provolone, and then the smoke provolone with supply chain issues got really tight and you couldn't. So we, then we put the Gouda, and it was you talk about maintaining relevancy or changing. It wasn't a planned change, but man, it just. It, that pizza was great already. It became greater. 
Oh, it's with true. That, with that Gouda, man. It just and who puts Gouda on a pizza? That's yeah. not Gouda's not a pizza. It's cheese. not a pizza no, cheese at all. But it, was, at all. it was like a glue, though. It yeah, really, it really it glued to, it together. Exactly, exactly. And that smoky and smoothness, the, the right amount of salt. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, man. Yeah. I, I'm a fan, and and uh, yeah. I'm I'm here to I'm here to do a whole pizza episode on, <laughs> on this. We can but, do it, man. Yeah, dude. We that's, can do it. Well, man, I wanted to at least. Uh, you know, invite y'all out on, on March 4th. We got our Delcom Seafood and Farmer's Market, and hopefully they'll have some shrimp. So people line up on the docks with their ice chests out there at okay. the Farmer's Market. That's awesome. And they That's sell awesome. to them fresh from the boat right. to their ice chest. And right. Kind of reminds me of the That's way. That's what they do. The sh- you know, the shrimpers, need, they need some love because the prices, the imports have just crashed. The prices, and with diesel fuel the way it is, man. Exactly. And these guys, you feel for them, you no, know? No, they control yeah. their value, and, you know, right. we are there to help promote them coming in if they're coming in with five thousand pounds you know right. there's people waiting in line at 5 right. a.m it'll get a buck more pound from the consumer versus the wholesaler and wholesalers i mean they need to make a living too everybody needs to make a living but you know it really it's really shot in the arm so i you know i commend you for that oh so, yeah. yeah and there's and there's many many vendors out there you know all kinds of people making right. clothes making candles making honey making food obviously right uh, right there's a you, you said smoked cheese. There's definitely a favorite vendor of Smoke, ours. Smoking cheese out he, there. Yeah. He, uh, he does a really killer, okay. you know, smoked cheese and all kind of different ones. And I've cool. tried them. And well, I'll try to well, I'll try to get out there. And yeah, we'll get some and of those products. And maybe I can incorporate them into a pizza. The that's exactly right, man. Just yeah. collaboration between all the all the creative chefs out there. All the you know people baking great pastries and right. it's it's a great it's a great place to be in South Louisiana. And uh, man, I can't thank you enough, Tim and Ken, for for sitting with me here on a on a busy day. I know it's uh it's it's gonna get busier this weekend with Mardi Gras coming up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, typical, typical Mardi Gras, the weather's gonna be a little it is a little dicey questionable, the, questionable. Yeah, That's, questionable. It is, but, it is, man. It feels yeah. like Mardi Gras outside, and uh, I don't have a king cake in me today, but I I've probably eaten too many already, but. <laughs> No, I, this is this is awesome, man, and I can't thank you all again, and, and hopefully we can do it again sometime sure, here sure. on Hold the Gravy Podcast. But, you got it, man. You all got right. It. Y'all take it easy. Welcome back. Welcome back, Hold the Gravy listeners. I hope you enjoyed that one. Thank you all so much for sticking around here. We got a lot of exciting things happening this spring. Once again, on Saturday, March 4th in Delcom, Louisiana, we are celebrating our 10th anniversary of being a farmers and seafood market y'all it is something to definitely hang our hats on we are glad to be celebrating with you and with the community and we hope for great weather and we hope for a great turnout here so make sure you come out make sure you're celebrating fat tuesday happy mardi gras to those around the world thank you all so much for being here with me my name is hunter romero this is hold the gravy podcast